we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Of course, you get Walker Wildman on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then Rick Green on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We think that's a great mix for you, and we hope that you're enjoying it. We know our, our audience is growing, and we appreciate all the feedback that so many of you are giving. And I love running into you out there when we're, we're uh, on the ground speaking across the country as well. So thanks to all of you that have been listening and calling in and being a part of the program and taking action. 2023 is definitely going to be a year of action. I think a lot of good things are going to happen in 2023. I'm, of course, seeing massive growth in our Constitution coaches and people learning a biblical worldview and all of the good stuff that's been happening through American Family Association and Wall Builders and Patriot Academy and all these different great organizations out there. Uh, but I also am encouraged by what I'm seeing on, in the House, uh, in, in the House of Representatives right now. I think this is a very, very healthy thing for America. If you've been under a rock the last three days, uh, today is day four. Uh, well, day three, of, I guess, of actually voting, but day four of this week of all the wrangling since they've been in Washington, D.C., and uh, and they've been unable to obtain a Speaker of the House or agree upon a Speaker of the House. And just to back up, uh, Speaker of the House is chosen by the members of the House. Every member gets one vote. There's 435 members in the U.S. House of Representatives. And uh, it comes down to numbers, man. It's uh, 218. You've got to get 218 votes. You've got to have a majority to get Speaker. Now, there's some possibility that they go to some really weird rule where they can potentially do a plurality, in which case McCarthy would win. That's being somewhat talked about behind the scenes. I don't think they're going to end up going there. That would really be a concession to the Democrats if they ended up going there. That's a, they, a, a real long shot. More likely what happens is what's happened 12 or 13 times throughout our history, which is they keep voting and voting and voting until... Uh, someone blinks. They finally give in, or they, you know, either McCarthy steps aside, and they find another Republican candidate that can get 218, uh, or the the 20 or so that are holding out, uh, or they give in and uh, and they get enough concessions that they agree. But but so backing up, the, the, the what has to happen here is somebody has to get 218 votes on the floor of the House of Representatives. It's different from. You know, what what uh, sometimes you see in, in, in some states, like in in my state of Texas, you know, once it gets to the floor and they have their vote, uh, you could have, you know, in Texas, we have 150 House members. And so you need 70, you know, 76 to get to, to become Speaker of the House. And so if you get, you know, 60 Democrats and 16 Republicans to vote together, you get a Republican speaker that is beholden to the Democrats, and that's what we have in Texas right now. It's not a good system. He appoints Democrats chairman and gives them way too much power, and they use it to get their transgender uh, craziness passed and, and to block school choice, and, and it, it, it's just a bad, bad situation. We're trying to improve that here in Texas. But in Washington, D.C., it doesn't work like that. All the Republicans only vote for a Republican, and all the Democrats only vote for a Democrat. Uh, I would love to – honestly, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if, if that changed a little bit in D.C. I, I love seeing the apple cart upset. I, I love seeing it overturned. I know a lot of people are whining right now, including a lot of conservative voices out there. Oh, we can't do the people's business, and oh, this makes us look like we're inept or we're in chaos. No, it doesn't. 
know what? I'm sick and tired of hearing supposed conservatives out there say, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by the Republican Party. No, I'm embarrassed that, that they passed a $1.7 trillion bill with a lame duck Congress that had just been thrown out of power. That embarrasses me and angers me that Republicans allowed that to happen. That should embarrass you, Sean Hannity, and the rest of you hacks that, 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 are, that are frankly being ridiculous in your, in your lambasting and insulting of Lauren Boebert and, and Chip Roy and Matt Getz and these heroes that are standing in the gap right now and saying, not on my watch, will we do business as usual? We've had enough of business as usual. We've had enough of the swamp dominating Republicans and Democrats. We've had enough of Republicans selling out the American people and the people that, that they got them elected. And the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill that passed with this lame duck Congress, I think, was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think it finally was too much. It was too much. Not just too much money. It was too much of, a, of, of literally caving and giving in wimpiness on the part of Republican leaders in Washington, D.C. And there's, of course, nuance to this in terms of who gave in and who didn't, who was strong, who wasn't. Kevin McCarthy's tried to play both sides. On this thing, and that's why he is not able to get to 218 right now. There have been too many times in the past that he has caved, too many times that he has given in and not fought, uh, too many times that he's you know put the Ukrainian flag in his pocket and gone out on the floor and voted to send $100 billion to, to other nations when we don't even secure our own border right now. So that's why we're in this fight right now. That's why these 20 Republican congressmen are digging in and saying, no, we will not support business as usual. So back to our, you know, where we started, you got to get to 218. Everybody typically assumes the leader of the you know, Republicans uh, will be the speaker if the Republicans have 218, and the leader of the Democrats will be the speaker if the, if the Democrats have 218. And so Kevin McCarthy is the leader of the Republican caucus, and so everybody expected him to be Speaker of the House. He's been campaigning for it for seven years. He's traveled all over the country helping Republicans get elected. He's raised a half a billion dollars uh, and funneled that into campaigns. So a lot of members are in Congress because Kevin McCarthy helped him. So I understand from their perspective why they are supporting him. That, that that's loyalty. And 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 he's in in and, and and so I you know and I've got friends that are absolutely supporting Kevin McCarthy, and then I've got friends that are absolutely saying no way to Kevin McCarthy. So I get both sides, and I understand. Uh, both sides. I, I'm actually glad there's a fight. I'm a glad. I'm glad that they're airing this dirty laundry. I'm glad that they're saying these backroom deals. Enough is enough. I am very proud of Lauren Boebert and Chip Roy and Matt Getz uh, and, and and Dan Bishop and and these folks that are standing up on the floor throughout these you know three or four days. Maybe this will stretch into a week or two weeks. So what? That's fine. This is good because what's happening is they're going on the floor and they're talking about the real issues. And the entire Congress is seated to hear this. All 435 members there to hear these issues and these debates rather than, as Chip Roy said, speaking to an echo chamber and nobody there and all you're talking to is the C-SPAN camera. So I, I, I'm enjoying this. I think it's really a very, very good thing and good a, a healthy thing for the country. And hopefully, maybe can spark a little bit of a love of debate, you know, that we can finally get back to the point where we enjoy a, a, a free flow of, of ideas and the opportunity to actually spar intellectually. That, that, is, that is necessary in a free society, in a constitutional republic, and it's been a lost art for too many years, and too many of the deals are all done behind, behind the scenes, and there is no actual debate. There's no logic. There's no reasoning 
that takes place. These omnibus bills that get dropped with just a few hours to vote and the deal's already done and you don't get to actually even make amendments. I mean, that was one of the main points that Chip Roy made, uh, I think yesterday, maybe day before yesterday, when he said, we haven't even been able to offer an amendment on the floor of the House of Representatives since 2016. Folks, that's ridiculous. That, That is not a constitutional republic. That is not a legislative body. When you cannot amend on the floor, when you're not allowed to have real debate, if you go to the mic and you offer your amendment and get shot down, so be it. But take the time to allow people to offer amendments. Anyway, it's a bunch of process things like that that these 20 congressmen that are refusing to vote for, for McCarthy are, are all about. They're trying to get the process to work again. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but if you want to call in and join us, go ahead and get in line. It's 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. AFA at the core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach, and we're watching this this speaker's race and this 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 fight on the floor and I I think they're they're again at it. Uh voting looks like, yep, they're in the middle of a vote right now. Um already voted for the 7th time uh just an hour ago. And uh, in that vote, it was uh, it was Byron Donalds again. This is a great sophomore member of the of, of the Congress from Florida that the Freedom Caucus has uh, has been nominating for the last few votes. I think the first round it was it was or first or second round maybe Jim Jordan. Uh, he he hovered at the twenty and, and and didn't move, and so then they went with Donalds. Um, it's it's all a a game of chicken at this point. It's who's going to cave first, who's going to give in first. Uh, it was really fun, though, about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, no, no, I guess 45 minutes ago, Matt Getz nominated or voted for, yep, you guessed it, Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. So in the last vote, it was McCarthy at like 202 or 3, uh, Donald's at like 19. Donald Trump got a vote for Speaker of the House on the floor of the House of Representatives. That can happen. That You don't have to be a member of the House to be Speaker of the House. And Matt Getz actually alluded to this almost a year ago. I guess it was early uh, or maybe summer of, uh, of 2022 at, at a rally. He said, you know, if we get the majority, I'm going to nominate Donald Trump. Well he, well, he did. He voted for Donald Trump. I, when, when, this was first, when I first actually considered this, I was doing one of my Front Porch Live uh, Facebook things, and uh, <laughs> I got so tickled I couldn't stop laughing. I started thinking about just how fun that would be. Can you imagine if Donald Trump was Speaker of the House, and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer had to go negotiate with him? (laughs) I mean, come on, people. This would be incredible. This would be like the Truman Show. Everybody would be watching all the time uh, because it would be so entertaining. And frankly, Trump would run circles around Biden and Schumer. It would be the Democrats' worst nightmare. Some Republicans would say it would be the Republicans' worst nightmare, and they'd be afraid that it would you know, cause us to lose the majority. That's why so many of, of them will, I'm sure, not want to support Donald Trump for speaker. But I'm, in, I'm entertained by the idea, and I'm actually intrigued. I, I mean, if, if you've got a Republican House, a Democrat Senate, and a Democrat White House, then, then the next two years is all about negotiations. Every issue is going to be negotiated between the parties. There's no more of this just ramming it through by the Democrats. The stuff they've done over the last two years, it, I don't know yet if we're going to recover from. We, we, we can, but it's going to take drastic action. Uh, and it was because they had no opposition. They had c- complete control of both houses, uh, both chambers in the legislative branch, and then, of course, complete control of the White House. And so they were able to ram through radical, radical, radical leftist agenda stuff. Well, now you have one piece. You have the House. 
which gives you the ability to negotiate. Nothing gets done if the House doesn't pass it. And and, and so, so I'm thinking if it's all going to be negotiation for the next two years, why not Donald Trump? Why not have the best negotiator? I mean, it's a, it'll be ugly. He's our Churchill. It'll be it'll be. I mean, it, it would be. I, I I don't know. I I I for one would support it. I I don't think they'll do it. But you know what? Stranger things have happened, folks. This is one of those moments. This is one of those hadn't happened in a hundred years. Hundred years ago in 1923, you had a very similar situation we're in right now, and it took them I think two or three days. And they went through 12 or 13 votes. Um, here we are on the eighth vote, and we're in the third day. And, you know, we could we could do like 1855. They went two months. Two months. In fact, John James was just nominating Kevin McCarthy, and he told the story of what was happening then. That was a, that, that was a battle in the, in the House for Speaker of the House over the slavery issue. And and ultimately the abolitionist won. He said I, I haven't actually looked into who 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 ended up winning speaker and and what their positions were or anything. But according to John James, just now on the floor in his speech, it was the abolitionist that won that speaker's fight. Very very interesting. Uh, but they went two months without a speaker. So I you know enough of the whining, enough of these people saying we can't do the people's. You know I'm sick of the disingenuous. I'm I'm sick of the fake. You know clapping for things you don't really want to clap for and all the stuff. I hate that stuff. That's part of why. I, I got out and and have you know don't have an interest in, in running for the legislature or Congress. That pomp and circumstance that's fake. I just I can't stand it. But I'm also sick of some of my friends, some of the good guys and good gals, being disingenuous about this situation and saying we can't do the people's work and it's 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 it's, it's you know this, this is causing America to look weak. That no, it's not. You could do this for the next two months and we would be just fine. And it would actually again be healthy. These debates would would be healthy. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Already got the phone lines lighting up, 888-589-8840. The vote is taking place right now. This is the eighth vote. It looks like Byron Donalds has four so far, and others have three. I haven't been able to listen. I'm guessing that's Donald Trump maybe has three. Uh, so maybe he's gaining. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, if that, if that happens, if Donald Trump becomes Speaker of the House, we are going to have a great time for the next two years. <laughs> I'm just saying. It would be incredible. Okay, we'll find out in the next few minutes what happens on this particular vote. Stay with us. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You're listening to AFA at the Core. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Anyone notice a pattern here? Grace, mercy, and love all require truth. It is unloving to conceal or sidestep truth. Often, people avoid truth and use love as a justification, when in reality, their truth aversion is a self-preservation tactic. You cannot claim to love someone and simultaneously affirm them in a lie. The absence of truth nullifies the application of grace. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Recent studies show that kids who spend more time indoors are being diagnosed with myopia more than those who get outside. Why? Screen time. Limiting the focal length, the distance between your eyes and the thing you're looking at, causes the human eye's vision capability to diminish. Another important factor? Sunlight. Researchers believe UV light has a strong impact on the formation of the eye in childhood. Excessive screen time is creating a whole generation of nearsighted people. The cure? Get outside. Quite literally, looking at things farther away than the TV from the couch and being in the presence of sunlight is what our kids need for healthy development. Commit to enjoying at least two hours outside today as a family and watch your kids enjoy the sights of God's creation. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Preborn celebrates that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Roe has been responsible for the slaughter of over 63 million babies. Now the decision to abort a child will be left in the hands of the states, and sadly, abortions will continue in the most liberal states. Over the past 16 years, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of abortions occur. Preborn's work of saving babies' lives continues at an even greater level as they save babies' lives and defend their centers from the radical hate groups who want to shut them down. Preborn's response is dependent on you, the pro-life community. Be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. $28 sponsors one ultrasound and $140 will help to rescue five babies' lives. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or go to preborn.com. All gifts are tax deductible. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to At the Core with Walker Wobbin and Rick Green. Thanks for joining us and staying with us this afternoon. Phones are lit up, 888-589-8840. We are watching the speaker's race uh, take place at this very moment. It looks like uh, we're up to, uh, at this point, maybe... um, Seven votes for Donalds, three for others. I'm assuming that's for Trump. I know Getz voted for Trump, but I can't haven't been able to, to find who the other two votes were for. Uh, but I am having a blast just watching Trump gain votes and just imagining the day uh, that he is sworn in as Speaker of the House and walks over to shake hands with Chuck Schumer and uh, Joe Biden. Won't that be fun? Okay, it could happen, folks. It could actually happen. I mean, anything could happen at this point. If the 20 continue to dig in, and refuse to join McCarthy, someone else has to be Speaker of the House. And uh, and I just want to reiterate again, um, I think the 20 are doing a service to the country, good service, positive service to the country. And uh, I'm, in, I'm embarrassed by some of the Republicans that are now calling them, get this, Dan Crenshaw had the nerve to call these 20 patriots terrorist. He called them terrorist. Shame on Dan Crenshaw calling our uh, his fellow Republicans True conservatives, more conservative than him, and more uh, more constitutionalist than him, and he's good on a lot of issues. But man, I think the guy is is delusional at this point to call these twenty people terrorists. Uh, he owes them an apology and owes the American people an apology. And and so and 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 also to the to the people that are saying, if you don't vote against McCarthy, that somehow you're a traitor and, and you're a rhino. People are calling Marjorie Taylor Greene that right now because she's still supporting. 
McCarthy. That's ridiculous to stop th- this extremist, radical name calling just because someone disagrees with you on who speaker should be. You can be actually a conservative, constitutionalist, Christian, you know, biblical citizen, and be on either side of this particular debate. Okay, this th- there is no perfect candidate, there is no perfect speaker of the house, and people have good reason to support and to oppose at this point. This is what it. This is how legislation works. It's not all easy to figure out, and and you're evil if you're on one side, and you're good if you're on the other. Uh, there is nuance to this situation. So anyway, just just you know, stop with the they're a traitor and they should be you know banned and all this kind of stuff just because you disagree with their choice for speaker. So shame on Dan Crenshaw for for going there. You, you, come on, man. Come on. We're supposed to be on the same team here, and uh, and and go back to being a hero, uh, member of of Congress, and and going after the left, not going after your your colleagues. I've been here. I've, I've been in this situation. I remember when I was a state rep in Texas 20 years ago, um, just like there's 20 right now that are holding fast. There was 14 of us. We had 14 Republicans in the Texas House at the time that were the true hardcore conservatives willing to take on the tough fights. And the big test for us was essentially the precursor to Obamacare. So this was back in what 99 or 2001. I can't remember which session it was, but but it was the Children's Health Insurance Plan, which was Obamacare for kids. It was the beginning of socialized medicine in America. And I remember when I voted against it and, and made it clear I was going to vote against it because I knew it would be, be bad for our economy and bad for the kids and bad for health care. And, and uh, so, you know, socialism is bad, very, very bad. It never, ever, ever works. And so I was against it and going to vote against it. And I had conservative members of the Republican Party caucus coming to me and saying not this fight rick this is the wrong fight this will this will this will ruin you and you and you need to you need to get in line and all that and i refused and 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 so the 14 of us that voted against it we still today remember uh being part of that uh that small group of 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 hardcore that stood and i think these 20 right now that are standing firm uh will will be remembered in the in the same way so stop with calling everybody a traitor i had good friends on the other side of the chip issue just like right now good friends on both sides of this mccarthy issue <clears throat> and let's just uh, let's just see who who ends up uh, who ends up blinking first and giving in. Last thing I'll mention, then we'll go to the phones. And thank you to all the callers that are out there right now. 888-589-8840 and Levon, you'll be up first. Uh, but uh, Corey Bush, another one. I got to say, shame on you. I like shaming people when they do shameful things. I think we don't do enough of that in our society today. Corey Bush is such a racist. She's an absolute racist, and she has called Brian Donalds a black member. Of the, of the House of Representatives, currently nominated for Speaker of the House, she's calling him a prop and a white supremacist. I, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. But she's part of the squad. She's part of these radical leftist Democrats that as long as, as, long as you do everything they want, you're a good person. But if you do disagree with them on anything, you're a racist white supremacist, even though you're a black member of, of, of Congress. So anyway, shame on Cori Bush, as usual. She's always doing something that needs to be called out and, and uh, shamed in public. And, uh, and kudos to Brian Donalds for, uh, I'm sorry, Byron Donalds for, uh, for standing firm. And he's a member from Florida. You may have followed him a little bit over the last couple of years. He's been very outspoken, solid, uh, constitutionalist, conservative, does really well in the, in the committee hearings. He's kind of a Ted Cruz on the House side. And so I've enjoyed watching him and uh, was thrilled whenever, uh, I can't even remember if it was Chip Roy or Lauren Boebert or who it was that, that first nominated him. And and uh, so he's he's on the ballot again right now. So far, he's gotten seven votes and others are still at three. McCarthy's at 108. Jeffrey's at 108. Jeffrey's the Democrat. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. All right, let's go to the phones. LaVon in Texas. LaVon, where are you calling from in Texas? What's your comment or question? Hey, Anderson. Um. I'm a little yes. disappointed, and I'm 
Hey, I'm a lot disappointed in Dan Crenshaw. I'm sad yeah. to see Morgan Luttrell's name is not on the list of 20. He's our brand new District 8 over here. Um, Morgan's great. I love I love Morgan. He's actually one of my Constitutional Live grads. Uh, Juan Siscomani, also great, been governor of Patriot Academy. Uh, they're both with, with McCarthy. Um, and that's why I say, you know, there's there's good people on, on, on both sides and and uh, so I, I understand uh, it's a difference yeah. and a disagreement on strategy. Uh, and and, and uh, so that's why I'm not, you know, I don't have anything negative to say about those guys for, for choosing the side they, they have at this point. But I would love to see them be one of the first ones to, to jump ship and come over to the good e- side. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, if we if we keep on doing the same thing over and over again, we get the same thing. Amen. You know, we gave them the House. We gave them the Senate. We gave them the White House back when. And yep then, you know, they didn't do what we sent them there to do. But my, my main comment was, um, hey, I don't mind all of this for all the reasons you said, but on top of that, as long as they're busy with this, they're not having <laughs> fake bills and spending That's trillions right. of dollars. Oh, uh, amen. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, it's a great point. You, you're right, Levon. That that's like a, uh, you know, it, it it they can't be sending hundreds of billions of dollars to to Ukraine and, and wasting money on this and that uh, when they're when they're having this particular fight. And and so yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. And and honestly, this will this will set the course for the next two years. I mean, this is that's why who blinks first is so important at this point because it sets the tone. And uh, and and it's not just who it's putting in power; it's how that person. Or people in power will act over the next two years, and whether or not um, you know you'll you'll see everybody caving easily throughout the next two years. I want them to know. I I, I want the swamp to know that we have a group of of absolute dedicated patriots that will fight them. You know, like Churchill said, we're going to fight them in the air. We're going to fight them on the beach. We're going to fight everywhere, and 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 that they're going to fight on every bill. They're going to dig in. They're going to muck up the works, and they're going to make it hard. It's not going to be easy to do business as usual and run over the American people like we've let them do, Republican and Democrats both, um, over the last you know, you know, 20, 30 years for sure. And, uh, and this group is, is making that loud and clear. You know, and I've been giving shout-outs to some of these folks. You know, Michael Cloud's another good one uh, from here in Texas, good friend of mine and, and, and a great patriot uh, that's also standing with the 20. Uh, but, but, you know, and, and i got to say, of these people that, you know, that, that, that are doing this, I, I keep hearing Hannity and all these and frankly, some members um, saying, you know, that the Chip Roy and Lauren Boebert and Matt, they're just doing it for their social media following. They're doing it because they want to be in front of the kid. That is such baloney. Anybody that knows Chip Roy or Lauren Boebert or Dan Bishop or, or, or you know, Michael Cloud, anybody that actually knows them, they know better. These are good people that are sacrificing for the country. They, these are these are the rare patriot, not politician types that truly do do everything they can to do the best that they can with what they've been given. And they're trying to steward the power that they've been given well. Um, and so, anyway, I just think it's so shallow of these people that just say, oh, they, they just want to be in front of the cameras. That is not that is not the case with these with – the, well, I don't know all of the 20, but I know about half of them. And I can tell you they're they're not those kind of people that are just running to the cameras. All right, great call, Levon. Appreciate it. We'll stay in Texas for a minute. Debbie is also calling from Texas. Debbie, what part of Texas are you calling from? Actually, I'm traveling right now, Interstate 10, around um, Grand Parkway 99. So right. anyway, I'm calling about the importance of the um, speakership. In 16, Paul Ryan was elected Speaker of the House. In 2018, he allowed 38 seats to go to waste. It's the Speaker of the House, when it comes midterms, who chooses. Is 
is the next one going to support us and, and shore us up so that we have a strong majority in the Speaker in the House? Or is he going to do what Paul Ryan did and, and let the numbers dwindle? And he, he diminished Trump's last two years in office. And, and, he had, and Trump had to deal with the impeachment process as a result of. And Dan Crenshaw is nothing more or less anymore. In the beginning, I believe he was a conservative, but anymore he's nothing more than a rhino. And in my mind, rhinos are communism. That's where they go. So, yeah, That's you know, all there's, I'm yeah, great. No, appreciate you, appreciate you calling in, Debbie, and 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 it's a great point. It's like you know, are you going to have a speaker that is bold so that we expand our ranks, or are you going to have a speaker that plays it safe? And therefore, we end up shrinking because that's what happens. You end up with these swamp creatures that, 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 that they don't have any boldness in them. They, they aren't willing to gain ground back or fight hard because they're they're so timid and they're 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 part of this you know safety is our highest value crowd. I've got a book I'm working on called "Be Dangerous." Uh, safetyism is killing America, and it's the same in politics. It's the same with the with the Speaker of the House. And if you have one that plays it safe all the time. Uh, we're going to shrink in terms and lose the majority. If you have one that's bold and shows the American people this is what we stand for and this is what we're fighting for, then you're going to see those ranks grow because people are are, are drawn to that. And uh, so I, I'm I I think you make a very very important point. Okay, one more call. And actually, we've got several more in Texas, but one more, uh, and then we'll head to Arkansas after that. But in Texas, we got Jerry in Texas. Jerry, go ahead, man. What's your comment or question today? Hey, brother, I got to agree with the last lady. As long as they, man, if this lasts till the actually fake holiday of Valentine's Day, they can't screw up everyday common people's lives any more than they already have. <laughs> and then for those those Republicans that are bad-mouthing each other, either side, I understand the same thing. I'll just put it to you this way. You without sin cast the first stone. I'm going to let you go, brother. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, that's that's such a and, – and I, I you can tell people that are in the political realm that, that – that that take that verse seriously and that actually understand you know there's none righteous no not one and we're all flawed jars of clay and we've all got you know committed sin and we we all should should be humble about uh those things and not expect perfection from from uh anyone we, we can't give it ourselves so we certainly shouldn't expect it uh from others so yeah man but really really good point uh, a couple other people I, I i didn't mention i don't know if i'll take time to read all all of the 20 but bob good of virginia has been really uh leading on this thing mary miller out of illinois in fact her family actually just came through our constitutional defense uh, class and uh and and her husband's in the in the state legislature there in illinois just a great great family um scott perry out of pennsylvania has been leading the way on this and then uh, keith self a new new congressman from texas also um is one of the one of the holdouts so you know all of these folks uh, you know if you think it's because they want press you don't understand the process because they are literally risking um if 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 they don't win if they don't defeat mccarthy they're done for the next two years, like they will have their committee assignments will be, you know, um, the the septic tank uh, cleaning uh, duty. <laughs> There's not a, really a committee for that, but they're going to feel like that's their uh, their committee. They, they will get horrible assignments and, and nothing they put their name on will pass. Uh, they are done as members for the next two years if, if they lose this battle. And odds are they lose. Right. Odds are against them. And yet they've still been willing to take this on and stand. And so I'm proud of them. I think it's a it's a fight worth having. And uh, and I think it's it's bold of them uh, to do what they're doing. And and uh, and again, my congressman is is in the mix and kind of leading the charge, Chip Roy, and he's articulated all the reasons why this is so so important. Okay, I said we'd head over to Arkansas, call the Hawks for a moment. So, Rob in Arkansas, you're up next, man. What's your comment or question? 
Hey, uh, let me get my train of thought here. First of all, I don't, uh, I don't really think that Kevin McCarthy is a good candidate for this for this seat. I, I would rather see Jim Jordan in there. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because, you know, we've been told time and time again, hey, let's go ahead and call our congressmen and our senators, and we the people let them know how we feel. But I, I feel like 80% of the time we're not heard about what about how we feel about this country. And quite frankly, I, I think if the American public were to say what was going on in Congress as far as what's getting voted and what's getting not voted, you would find out that uh, this country would be a, a, a different situation just because everyone believes in the Constitution and, and what we stand for. And and I'm just... Uh, I'm. I'm 57 years old, and and I've gone through history just like you have, sir. And I'm very upset about what's happened. Yeah, so. yeah, and, you know, and, and it is uh, when you know McCarthy just he just represents the swamp to too many people, and I think that's the that's the problem. He's been on he's been on the you know swampy side of things too much, um, and and there you know look, you know as I said before, I mean I got friends that are still supporting him because they are convinced he's the best we can do. And if I were there, if I if I was a member of the House and I was absolutely convinced uh, he's the best we can do, despite all the flaws that we're talking about, and, and we'll end up with worse uh, if we don't get him, then I would support him, right? I'm gonna, always going to do the best I can with what I got where I am. There are others that think there's a chance that we could get a Jim Jordan or a Byron Donalds or a Donald Trump or, you know, that we could have somebody else that would do better as speaker and position the conservative positions better, and uh, they have every right to be fighting for that uh, for that strategy in that particular position. So, yeah, really, really, really fun to watch. Okay, let's try to get Pam in Texas in real quick. We've only got about uh, sixty seconds, Pam. We might have to hold you over to after the break, but go ahead. Hey, Pam in uh, Texas. Yes. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. Okay, yes, I was calling in to say I think Donald Trump would be the best one for Speaker of the House. I think that's what America needs right now. Amen. Well, I have to tell you, I would have the most fun with that. And honestly, I think it would be the best thing uh, for the situation that we're in right now. And I know many will disagree with me on that, but I I think he's got what we need to stand up against uh, against Biden and, and, uh, and Schumer and uh, keep the next two years from completely destroying the country. So, yep, I think it, uh, and, and who knows, I'm telling you, momentum, this thing could shift big time, uh, literally overnight. Uh, if not, this afternoon. We'll see what happens in this in this next vote. They'll probably do one more vote today and then reconvene and negotiate throughout the night. So stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. 888-589-8840 is the phone number. 888-589-8840. You're listening to At The Core with Walker Wildwin and Rick Green. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at OneMillionMoms.com. That's OneMillionMoms.com. And thanks. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. 
Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. We've always had an interest. God has given us a gift of being able to help a lot of people with their finances and budgets and stuff. Bernie and Alice Larson are faithful supporters of the American Family Association. We were thinking about the charitable gift annuities, and we'd never heard of that before, but we thought, well, we'd always wanted to leave some of our money with for God, but we didn't know where or how. And it, we felt like this was put into our laps as answer to our prayers as to what we could do after we're gone. The Larsons learned that a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation would provide them with monthly income for life, as well as supporting the American Family Association into the future. You can learn more about charitable annuities and other financial products at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. You just can't outgive God, and He just keeps pouring back into us. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to At the Core with Walker Wildman and Rick Green. Thanks for staying with us. Um, Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. And uh, we're watching the Speaker's battle continue. Uh, They're on the eighth vote right now. Looks like they're nearing the end of it. Uh, Byron Donald's now at 15 votes, others at three. I know Donald Trump got at least one of those. We think maybe the other two, but haven't been able to verify that. And McCarthy's at 176, Jeffrey's at 196. What that means to you and me, now don't worry, for those that are fretting that Jeffrey's, the Democrat, could end up winning this thing because Republicans are fighting, that is not going to happen, okay? That is that is not going to happen. Uh, there's no way Jeffrey's is going to get over the number of Democrat votes in the House. Um, now, there is a chance, let's talk about the three possibilities of what could happen from here. <clears throat> Most likely scenario, what I, what I think is likely to happen, not saying it's what I want to happen, but the likely scenario of what, what will happen is that uh, McCarthy's not going to get the votes on, on this, the eighth vote. Uh, they'll try one more time this afternoon, and he won't get the votes again. And tonight, they'll be armor-twisting and wrangling and negotiating until 3 in the morning. I think it was 2 in the morning last night was the last tweet I saw from, from Chip Roy as they were in negotiations. Um, but eventually, I think McCarthy gives in on the concessions that the Freedom Caucus people are saying has to happen. Now, what, what we're talking about there, he's, he's given some concessions. The problem is that the concessions that he's giving, and it's, and it's trying to stop the swamp stuff, right? So the main thing that they're trying to prevent from happening are these massive omnibus bills, the $1.7 trillion wasted omnibus bill 
that a lame duck Congress passed a week or two ago. Okay, that's the type of thing they're trying to stop. So they're putting in place rules. The Rules Committee is what dictates how the House of Representatives operates. And so there were two big ones. One was you got to break up these omnibus bills, and you got it's got to be germane to the bill, and you got to give us a chance to debate and vote on each bill. That's just common sense. There's no reason to not agree to that. And then two is that any member of the House should be allowed to vacate the chair, make a motion for vacating the chair, meaning call for the Speaker to, to have to stand for a vote of the House again anytime during their two-year term if they've not been leading well. And that was a rule since the very beginning. Since Jefferson set up the rules over on the Senate side and the House uh, set up their rules, that was the rule until just, uh, you know, uh, I think it was five years ago. And, and so – McCarthy has said, okay, I'll allow for a vacating of the chair motion if you have five people call for it. So they're just saying they wanted the, the Freedom Caucus folks are saying we just want to go back to how it's always been before, you know, 15 minutes ago. And that is that any member can, 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 uh, um, you know, call for the, the, the speaker to have to stand for, for a vote of confidence. And, and that's actually how they got rid of Boehner a few years ago. Okay. So, and that's why the rule ultimately was changed. So, so that's the big one. And then the other big one is, of course, um, you know, breaking up the bills and not having these omnibus bills. So what McCarthy's crowd is saying was, we gave you what you wanted. Well, they didn't give them what they wanted. They gave them a version of what they wanted. And the kicker is this. The Rules Committee can change it at any time. So if the Rules Committee at any time can waive the rules, then they really doesn't mean much if you stack the Rules Committee with your people. And so that's what McCarthy's doing. He's saying, here's the concessions. And then my rules committee, that are people that are definitely on my team, can just waive those concessions anytime they want. Well, then, they, you know, what does that mean? That's a paper tiger. And so these Freedom Caucus people are saying, okay, you give us the concessions. You have to also give us the rules committee to hold you accountable and prevent you from going back to swampy business as usual. That's the fight. That's what this is, this is about as I understand it. Now, I am not in the room. I know there's a ton of other issues, but those are the big ones. And those are, the, those are the ones that right now nobody's willing to give in on. So what I think happens, my, my prediction is, not that it means anything, but, but my prediction is that uh, McCarthy will give in eventually on those two big concessions and the Freedom Caucus will end up voting for him and he'll be Speaker. But, but they will have uh, either control or an equal vote on the Rules Committee or some way of enforcing those concessions. So that's probably what happens. Okay, here's two other things that could happen. The second thing that could happen is McCarthy, but neither side gives in and McCarthy finally steps aside. And, and if he steps aside, then another Republican wins. Could be a worse Republican, but it could be a better Republican. And so it could, it could end up being Jim Jordan. Could be Byron Donalds. Yeah, it could be Donald Trump. So that is the second scenario, that a different Republican wins other than McCarthy. And then the third scenario that's possible is that McCarthy reaches out to some Democrats and gets 15, 16, 17 Democrats to vote for him as Speaker and rewards them with some chairmanships or whatever, um, you know, whatever the backroom deal becomes uh, that, that empowers those Democrats. Now, I, I don't think that's as likely, but that does happen at the state level, so could happen, could happen uh, in this particular scenario. So that's where we are. That's the things that, that could possibly happen. Let's head back to the phones. Phone number is 888-589-8840. And next up on the phones is Keith in Kentucky. Keith, go ahead, man. What's your comment or question today? Hey, buddy. First of all, I want to say thank you to to you and this network. You guys are such a blessing blessing to this country, and I'm trying to tell everyone that I know about you. Thank <clears> you, <throat> brother. Appreciate that, man. Nope. Yes, sir. And uh, you know, I chuckled when you mentioned Donald Trump as 
House Speaker. <laughs> and I remember the comment that Gates uh, made that he was going to nominate. I had forgotten that he made that comment, but I'm yeah. glad that he kept his word. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I thought, but the more I think about it, you know, that, that, that may not be such a bad idea after all, you know. I mean, yeah. you mentioned that he's a negotiator. I mean, that's what he does. That's all he does practically. So why not? And then, of course, the looks on the faces of every member of the Democratic Party. and <laughs> That Mitch would be McConnell, worth it, right? That, that would, would be, be worth priceless. it. Priceless. <laughs> I would love to see when Mitch McConnell got the word, I would love to see his face. That, that's why I laugh when I say it. It's not, that, it's not that I'm laughing at the idea that Donald Trump could be speaker. I actually think he'd be good at it. I laugh because I think oh, yeah. this would be, I mean, their heads would explode. Can you imagine the CNN oh, coverage? Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I, I think it would I be amazing. I, I really do. <laughs> so, so I guess in order to to do our part, if 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 we like the idea, I guess each each of us that do need to call our state representatives, right? And and maybe we can get uh, something out of this. Well, your state reps won't have anything. Your congressman, though, your your federal congressman, I mean, which congressman, I think is what I'm you sorry. Yeah. Yes, sir. yes, sir. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Call them and say, hey, you know, why not Donald Trump? You can, you know, and, and what they're going to say, right. the, the the ones that are going to dig in against Donald Trump, they're going to be afraid that he will sink the Republican Party, that he will that he will cause them to lose the majority because yeah. he's so hated by the left and all that. And, and it's a legit argument. Yeah. I think you can have that debate. But yeah. I think with where we are in the country right now to have the bull in the China closet, I think is what we need. I want to see the bull in we the China closet. We need a major shakeup. This is the worst, one, one of the, if not the most, uh, dark times for America yeah. as far as our Constitution being trampled on. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it being any worse than, than, than what we have now with the open borders That's right. and the spending, the outrageous spending. It's, it, it's got to be stopped. And, yeah. and maybe, maybe Trump would, would help with that. I, I, I honestly think he would. I, and, and I'll be, I mean, I'd rather see Trump as Speaker of the House than President, to be honest with you. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I okay, let me let me just paint this picture. What if Donald Trump became Speaker and he liked it so much he wanted to stay Speaker and then Ron DeSantis could go run for President? Oh, my goodness. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Okay. Hey, man, great call, Keith. Thank you. And thank you for the encouragement of the, of the network and, and uh, just all that we're doing here at the core and, 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 the, and the whole, you know, all the other programs here and just trying to bring truth. And uh, and get people to be good biblical citizens and be smart about it. And sometimes, you know, that's like right now we're in the weeds on this thing, right? We're not we're not talking uh, specific issues. We're talking process and and governing and how to do those things. And it's important uh, that we pay more attention to to those kind of things. As too often, uh, the right does not, and the left does. They scratch and claw and they win uh, in those rules fights, and then that means they ultimately win the policy. And and uh, they've been running circles around conservatives uh, for decades, but they, they really have done it over the last three or four years. So I, I, that's why I like talking about these things. I think it's important, uh, and we need to get our side a little bit more in love with the process itself. It's part of what we teach at Patriot Academy, by the way. When students come to our Leadership Congress at state capitals, they learn the rules and they learn how to win, how to be effective in this process. Okay, let's head back over to Arkansas. Monica is up. Monica, thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question today? Hey, Monica, you out there? Hi. Um, yes, I was listening on my phone on speaker. I'm driving down the road. A um, couple things. There are so many things that need to be changed in our government that who knows how we'll ever get it done. It's out of control. Yeah. Um, but 
I have also learned so much about the process and our government listening to AFR, and I'm so, so very thankful for the people that y'all have in place that, that teach us and make us understand. But my one point that I had called in about was yesterday I heard Newt Gingrich complaining about uh, the people that are standing up against voting for McCarthy. And I was so very disappointed in that. And I don't know why anybody thinks that McCarthy deserves the job. I think I lost you, Monica. Oh, oh and- okay. Oh, you're back. You're back. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm driving down the road, and I knew I had bad signal. I'll pull over. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I don't know what you did or didn't hear, but uh, Newt Gingrich. When yeah, he yeah, said, about Newt. Um, yeah. yeah. The people that are just, you know, he's disappointed because, you know, McCarthy deserves the speakership. I, I mean, I just don't, I don't get that because he's, you know, done so much fundraising and, you know, all that. Well, that's just ridiculous. Well, and, and and I said Tuesday on the show, sort of the sort of the same thing. I'm like, you know, look, this guy's fought hard for seven years. He's raised a lot of money. He's gotten a lot of people elected. He deserves some of those people, um, you know, being loyal to him and 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 supporting him if they promise to do so. He deserves that. Doesn't mean he deserves to be speaker necessarily. And and um, you know, even if he deserves it, if it's not the right thing and it's not the best thing for the country, you know, I'm sorry. And 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 I've. I've uh, applauded him for his hard work at getting Republicans elected around the country. Sometimes he was wrong, though. Sometimes he picked the wrong horse in the race, and he supported the moderate, thinking they could have a better chance of winning, and we lost a good conservative vote. So he has certainly not been right uh, in, in all those races. And, you know, I, I think it's funny. It, it's, it's, it's actually comical, Monica, to me, because it's always the disruptors that, that end up being the rebellion that take over and have leadership and become part of the establishment that then say you shouldn't disrupt and you shouldn't be a rebel. Well, that's kind of how I see Newt at this point. And I love Newt. Look, Newt's kind of like a – I mean, he's a friend and he's also a political you know, godfather almost. I mean, I, 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 when I was 19, 20 years old, I was reading everything Newt had out and he had a lot of influence on my political thinking from a very young age. So I love the guy. I think he's a great tactician and, and strategist and – and, uh, and and was a good speaker of the house, and his his contract with America was was historical, and and brought about the first Republican majority in you know fifty years, and so I, I like the guy, but I disagree with him here, and and I think he's just part of the McCarthy team. I mean, he flew around the country with McCarthy, and and so he's just supporting his guy. I think at this point, and that's part of why I you know the way that some of these folks, and I didn't hear, I haven't heard him be disparaging towards the 20 the way that that Crenshaw was the the Crenshaw's language towards them was just unacceptable absolutely unacceptable and and, and Crenshaw is is you know as one of our previous callers said uh, you know is a rhino now I would say he's he's more conservative than probably 80 percent of the caucus uh, but he just man some of these issues when he goes so crazy on them it, he just loses a lot of support so I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, you know, siding with the wrong people just out of spite. And that's kind of what he said. He said, you punch me, I'm going to punch you back. And so he's kind of just, I think, digging in on the wrong side of this thing at, at this point and saying he will not support anybody other than McCarthy ever. Well, that's that's not a good good direction either. Okay, we only got a couple of minutes, but we'll try to get one more in. John in Mississippi. Go ahead, John. Hey, John, I hear you. I kind of hear you. I hear noise. All right, John, not enough time to work it out. Let's try Roxanne in Texas as our final call of the day. 
Hello. Roxanne? I feel I'm like here. <laughs> I, I almost did sting. I really did. I almost, I almost tried to sing it, Roxanne, because I couldn't, didn't know if you could hear me. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> okay, um, I'm from Conroe, and I just wanted to um, mention a couple of things that I never hear mentioned. Um, you know, we just had our elections here, and yeah, Morgan Luttrell won over Jonathan Houlihan, and J- Jonathan Houlihan was a rock star. And yep. the more people listened to him, the more they you know, swayed, were, were swayed to his side, but it was the money. It was the money that came from Rick Perry that ended up putting um, Morgan Luttrell way over in, with money. And, but what, what bothers me is people don't realize that just like um, uh, Dan Crenshaw, McConnell, uh, uh, McCarthy, they're all part of the World Economic Forum. Why would we want people right. like that? Why would we and want Jenna the very Ellis people that are that are, that are undermining American greatness? No, no, I agree. I mean, I think if exactly. you're, I think that ought to be a kiss of death at this point. If you're part of the World Economic Forum, we ought to be moving away from that, not moving uh, towards that. No doubt about it. I, I, I do want to just you know say real quick. I, I think I think uh, I think you're right. I think I think Houlihan was a great candidate as well. Um, you know, you really had, uh, you know, two great options there. I really like Morgan. I think, I think he's, uh, you know, he's a hero, obviously, for his military service. But, but, uh, you know, also I'm biased because he's a constitutional live grad and one of, you know, um, you know, asked me for a lot of advice on a lot of different things. And so I, I like him. I think I, th- I want to give him a chance. Uh, you know, and and but Rick Perry's a friend too, and, I, and and Rick definitely got behind him. So you know, that's politics. That's that's the way it goes. A lot of times in Republican primaries, we have multiple good candidates and. And our favorite doesn't always always win. And uh, I've been there. I've been on the losing end of that many times. Anyway, great uh, great to be with you this afternoon, folks. Thanks for listening to At the Core with Walker Wildman and Rick Green. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Be back with you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.